and welcome back to Lounge of Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two ex-librarians staying in touch through the power of books and especially we stay in touch with our book club. We are currently on our fifth book club read and we are reading Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Seven. <laughs> and we've read up to part five called Pivots and a lot of stuff happened. So much stuff happened, I feel. Yeah, it's... We don't obviously. There's quite a bit you don't want to give away by about it, but they end up moving from the east coast to the west coast, and there's a reason for that, isn't there? Yeah, they've they've left the cold behind. Are in there in sunny California. Yeah, they're like Los Angeles, I think, aren't they? Around there, because they mention Venice Beach and stuff like that, which is actually the home place of. Sadie and Sam anyway because that is where they grew up yes they've gone back home they've gone back home which I was quite entertained I was entertained with how because Dove was just mortified that yeah well I loved it because they kind of did all this plan when he was away and then she's like yeah I'm moving to LA so we should break up and I was like yes yes but he's still in the background hanging on he is still in the background but it, I thought what was quite funny was um, the way he Dove talked about California and how awful it was and how <laughs> bad everything was and da, 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 not actually knowing that Sadie comes from there. And then a couple of pages later, you had Zoe's version of, of how great California or how was. wonderful California was and everything like that. It it just uh, it it made me giggle a little bit. That bit did. Same, I noticed that bit because I was like, it's funny the two juxtaposing views just pages apart. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. they they moved to California, they've grown their gaming company, they now have staff. Yeah. But essentially, you know, even though the game involves, like, even though the book revolves around gaming, at the heart of it is this relationship between Sadie and Sam and how unique it is, how they grow, how. I mean, it's weird because. There's so many nuances that you pick up on and you suddenly go, oh, actually, did Sam do that because of this? And then you doubt his connection with Sadie, but then he's saying how much he loves Sadie. So then you're like, oh, I don't know. And they just don't speak to each other. Like everything is unspoken. And I feel like they're having a lot of communication errors. I was, do you know what? I was just about to say that to you. There are so many communication errors because they don't talk to each other because she's basically having a little bit of a Mardi at him and not talking about it. Because she thinks he should just know why she's angry. Yes, yeah. And I'm just like, oh! Yeah, Sam does disregard Sadie's feelings, I feel. like He, he never thinks about her feelings. He mm. just does stuff for the, for the benefit of both of them without actually thinking about how it could affect her. And then he doesn't know why she's Mardi. <laughs> Yeah, and exactly. she's like, it should be obvious if you know me. But there was such a beautiful moment in the book where she accuses him of not knowing her, and then he talks about how he knows how all the lines on her hand, and he could draw it, and all this other stuff. And he's like, I can't believe she doesn't know that I don't know her. Yeah, and it was I don't know. I felt like that was really sad because as a reader, I feel like they do love each other, but I also don't think they actually know each other. No, there's just this. There's there's just that inner depth between them that is that they're very um, 
passionate about each other, but it's more that it's just about their interests in the gaming world more than about their personal side, isn't it? Mm. it, it they... They don't ask questions necessarily or talk about their personal side of their relationship. It is just about that in that gaming interest. But then little bits do come out. And yeah, it's... I don't know. It's, it's odd it's, because there's just so much going on in Sam's life that he doesn't tell Sadie. Because he doesn't yeah. want to worry Sadie. But yeah, he, he kind of relies on Marks and speaks to Marks in a way that you would speak to someone that you love, like a friend. But he keeps so much back from Sadie, which I don't think is fair. She does the same, though. It's like Marx is like this middle person who is, you know, the go-between between the two of them. And, yeah, it's a good job Marx is on the scene, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Good old <laughs> Marx. He's the best character. <laughs> he is, really. And uh, he, Zoe's quite uh, an interesting new character, though, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, Zoe, Mark, Zoe is the composer of their music for the games, Mark's girlfriend, but she's very fluid. Um, she's very yeah. eccentric and out there. There's a particular story with a cello that did make my eyebrows yeah. go, what? <laughs> Let's just say she likes to, she likes the natural side of herself. <laughs> <laughs> good we we've covered obviously them growing up as people there's been a bit of a time gap the company is going in an interesting direction but at the heart of it it's I feel like Sadie and Sam are falling back into this bad habit of not talking to each other which is exactly Mm. what they did as kids which is why they fell out but there's more at stake this time they can't just fall out because they're the owners of this gaming company that is you know people looking at them to have success yeah but then I think that's a lot of their falling out to be honest because they're always arguing who is the person that is leading the success Mm. Sadie isn't given enough attention about what she does right but then she didn't really want to go on that tour she didn't want to be the front person and yet she's having Mm. a go at Sam at being that front person and actually he's pretty good at doing that side of it wasn't he with the Ichigo game I mean, I'd, I think we can mention that there is a new game, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's 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 very different to Ichigo. And it sounds very like different. it's it got a lot of their personality in the game, perhaps. But it's however, not fun to play. <laughs> however, Sadie does, does um, mention something about Ichigo. Yes, she does. Which was quite very sad. Mm. But this is the thing, I feel like big issues like this, best friends would talk about, <laughs> and they just don't. Exactly. It's almost like just a feeling. They're just like being with each other, but maybe not being honest with each other. Well, they definitely have, seem to have that relationship where they can't necessarily live with each other, but they can't live without each other. They need it's each other. It's very strange. I mean, sometimes I do feel like it's not a healthy relationship like sometimes I read the passages and I don't like the way Sam treats Sadie I feel like he does walk over a bit he does undermine her a lot in front of other people but then when it's just them he's all about Sadie and you're amazing 
but he doesn't necessarily promote that image when he's with other people. So I do mm. see where she's coming from and why she's annoyed, because I think I'd be annoyed as well. <laughs> well, we'll see how the the relationship, see how it grows in the next part of the book. So looking at where we're up to, so we're, we're going to be actually going to read up to part eight, which is our infinite days, which is... Um, Page 304 is what we're going to read up to. Mm. And this time I won't leave it to the night before. (laughs) (laughs) Because I could not read that many pages just before the podcast, which is what I did today. (laughs) Like you say, the reading is is really quite easy though, isn't it? Yeah, and the book is so nice to read. It's got such a good feel to it. It does have a good feel to it, definitely. So, book news. I finished two of my books. Huzzah! I finished Delilah Green Doesn't Care by Ashley Herring Blake and I finished The Mysterious Case of the Appleton Angels by Janice Hallett. Delilah Green Doesn't Care was my kind of rom-com book. Girl goes from New York to her small town, falls in love with someone. You know, the typical things you get in a rom-com. There was nothing like overly special about it, but the writing was fun, it was fluid, it was easy to read. There was enough going on that you weren't like, oh, this is boring. But it was, you know, generic, cheesy. It wasn't groundbreaking in any way. But I really enjoyed it. It was um, really good fun. And for me, I definitely give it a renew because I actually saw that she'd done two more books in the series that focus on the two other characters in the friendship group. And I kind of want to read them because I just really <laughs> like her writing style. It's very chatty and it's a nice escape from all the other heavy fiction that I like to read. So, yeah. Um Delilah Green Doesn't Care is a renew from me. The second book I finished will be my first five-star read of 2023. It is an overdue, and that is The Mysterious Case of the Appleton Angels by Janice Hallett. Wow. Um, I'm a massive Janice Hallett fan. Like, I just adore her. I think her writing is really clever. It's really smart. The way that she tracks things throughout a book. I don't know how she plans these books because there's so many details that you can pick up on throughout And I do think this one was the best book she's written so far. The mystery was insane. It made you think a lot. And the ending left me a bit deflated. But it was... I couldn't see it ending any other way. So it was a clever way to do it. And it did leave you kind of going, (gasps) I can't believe that's how it went. Uh, But yeah, I absolutely loved it. If you love mystery books and you're not a fan of like really long chapters, because this is told in like emails or messages or phone calls or audio transcriptions it's really fun to dive in and read read it because it's not in your usual chapter format so it's a lot lighter but you still get that mystery yeah i loved yeah. it brilliant i'd recommend to everybody i see uh, <laughs> read it's, it. quite, it's quite nice when you have different media like that running through a book mm. doesn't it because it makes it more interesting i think it does because you meet loads of characters and loads of different locations and you kind of as because the main character was a journalist and she was interviewing all these people, you were almost tracking her investigation, and you were finding out as much as she was finding out. It was really good. Sounds really good. And that's an overdue. Overdue. Absolutely adored it. It's getting five stars on Goodreads when I get around to writing my Goodreads reviews. Wow. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And um, then I'm still reading, well, listening to Imposter, by L.J. Ross, which is the first in the audiobook series that I was reading. I read, I listened to quite a lot of that when I was commuting over the weekend, and 
it's really good still. I'm not sure who's done it, but everybody is suspicious, <laughs> as they usually are in these thrillers. Um, but it was funny because the book set in Ireland and I stopped off at the service station and there was like a huge Irish rugby team, like just loads of them in the service station. So I'd just been listening to loads of people in Ireland and then everybody at the service station was Irish. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Am I in Ireland? It was funny. And then I started reading this book called uh, Bunny by Mona Awad. And it is, I think it's Dark Academia. That's what it's described as. And it, this one went crazy on TikTok quite a while back. And I'm just intrigued why everybody loved it or hated it because it's a bit of a Marmite book. So I'm currently reading that on my Kindle and it's about a girl that is at university, I think, doing poetry. And there's these girls in her class that all refer to each other as Bunny. And they're really weird and culty and she doesn't like them, but she also wants to be one of the bunnies. I don't know, Claire. It's weird. <laughs> oh, interesting. Claire's like, going to be like, what? About that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Well, I've, I've been looking a little bit at Twitter and I noticed that um, Mel Darbin, I wanted to mention her new book, which is called What the World Doesn't See. I read one of Mel Darbin's books. She re wrote this book called Rosie Loves Jack. And that was based on um, a, a girl who was Down syndrome who ended up in the deep, dark depths of London and met some quite horrible characters. And she was looking for her boyfriend, Jack. And it was very emotional and really, really good. And um, she's brought out another book called What the World Doesn't See. So, you know, I may have to invest in that book and have a little read. Um but this is about Maudie and Jake's family is falling to pieces. Their mum's been struggling with her grief since they lost dad and one night she vanishes. When Jake is put into care, Maudie can't take it anymore. She comes up with a wild plan to pull their family back together by kidnapping Jake. On the run in Cornwall, Jake and Maudie each find something they hadn't expected, freedom and love but can they find mum and a way to heal together? It's a powerful and insightful novel about grief, disability and first love. A story about getting lost and finding yourself. So she likes to write a story that's got some kind of disability in it. I'm not sure what Jake's disability is, but the it seems that it's, it's one of those books that I love where you switch characters through the chapters, which I really like that. Oh, you love that. Yeah. It breaks it up, doesn't it? So you're not yeah, always in one person's head. Yeah, yeah. So that's Mel Darbin's new book, which it's got a really, it's a, it's a blue book, uh, really lovely cover, and it's got the girl and the boy on the front, red writing. It's very out there. It's good. So I'd like to read that book. Um, otherwise, I'm still currently reading You Don't Know Me by Imran Mahmood, which is a crime thriller. How's it going? You say that book, you feel like you're always reading it, but not getting very far. I, yeah, I like it. It's good. Um, it's set in the courtroom. So 
it's good I'm enjoying it but it is just taking me a long time to get through now and I'd like to get to the end of it it's a bit like that <laughs> I think also when I'm reading two books it's uh, you know as soon as I get to tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow I really want to read that and then I have to go back to this one and I've sometimes lost the story a little bit and I'm like oh I've got to pick that back up again so I do try to read them at both at the same time but hopefully I'll be a bit more through it I don't think I'll have finished it by next week but we'll see it's hard isn't it when mm. the book club book is better or more engaging than what you're reading you just want to focus on that one yeah yeah I'm enjoying I, it. I can't wait to read the next parts of tomorrow 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 I'm like yeah, oh when's exactly. it podcast day and then I can read more <laughs> So that is all from us this week. As usual, please follow us on Instagram at Lounging With Books because Claire is posting some great content. I need to catch up, to be honest. I've read quite a few books now and have, and I've not done any Instagrams to tell you my thoughts on those books, so I will, I will do that. <laughs> so make sure you read up to part eight, which is up to page 304. And we will see you next week. It is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.